Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, January 3rd is just moments away. But before we get into that, we need to thank the following unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. Unions like the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers Local 126 and District 8. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 9 sponsor this program, as well as the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 150. A giant thank you to those unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. And, of course, today's Ben Jarofsky show is brought to you in part by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of labor ben jarofsky hit us with that song of the day could you please i've been singing it all day for some reason i got the great lou rawls in my mind my lady love come on pc you're a trump supporter but you love lou rawls i've been with you through all of my ups and downs a day doesn't pass without me loving lou rawls more and more and more Mm. the ben jarofsky show starts now Friday, January 3rd, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, it's another Ramana Rundown with Sun-Times editor Ramana Hussein. We welcome back the Heartland Mamas, Heidi Henry and Murray Breel, and Mae Whiteside. And now your host, not a Heartland mama. (laughs) Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Back to Bad News Friday. And here's why. Yesterday was filled with joy and jubilation at the Ben Jarofsky Show as we celebrated day one of legal reefer in Illinois. Actually, day one was Wednesday. Thursday, we were celebrating the news of day one. That's correct. Yes, thank you, uh, Mueller. The papers were filled with glorious stories about long lines at uh, reefer dispensaries all throughout Chicago. People driving in all the way from Kentucky, Dennis's favorite state, to buy drugs. Love Kentucky. Yeah, to (laughs) to buy edibles. Happiness reigned. Who could be unhappy? Well, that was yesterday. Today, papers filled with horror, horrible news, each story more sobering and sad and twisted than the one that preceded it. Murder, corruption, sex scandals, firestorms engulfing all of Australia. Just a sample headline from today, page 14. This is page 14 of today's Sun-Times. Boy 5 loses hand in firework explosion. Women, two kids not injured after vehicle shot on Dan Ryan. Man shot 11 times, killed. Man stabbed on blue line. Man killed in Belmont Craig and shot himself, but was also hit by police gunfire. This is just one page of one paper, ladies and gentlemen. On top of that, there's the national, the international news. Firestorms, a blast furnace in Australia brought on by climate change, which half of this country denies. And then in the middle of it all, President Donald Trump decides it would be a good idea to kill by drone one of the top Iranian generals who was in Iraq. And now it looks just like we're on the edge of war with Iran. Stories breaking just as I came on the show, D, that 1,500 American troops getting sent to the Middle East. I thought Trump was going to keep us. He was going to keep us out of Middle Eastern wars. Isn't that what he said he was going to do, D? It just seems like we're endlessly involved in Middle Eastern wars. doesn't matter who the president is. Donald Trump was supposed to be crazy. He lies. He cheats. He plays around on his wife. He is a complete hypocrite. But at least he was going to keep us out of Middle Eastern wars. Isn't that what he promised, D? Seems like we're uh, entangled in them as much as ever. Anyway, yesterday I was teasing the Chicago Tribune for their uh, headline there, which was like straight out of uh, reefer madness. How do we explain to our kids about legal reefer? 
Like that was the most challenging thing. Wait, let's break it down. Like one, like anybody should take parental advice from the Chicago Tribune. Two, like legal reefer is the most challenging thing a child is going to have to confront in the world today. Hey, Tribsters, how do you explain page 14 of today's Sun-Times to the children? Hmm? Yes, I'm looking for that headline any day now in the Chicago Tribune. Anyway, no more gloom and doom. We're going to have a great show today, everybody. We're going to accentuate the positive, right, D? That's what I want to hear. That's yeah. correct. Wait, yeah. where's my uh, Mueller? <laughs> That's correct. Thank you, Bob Mueller. Anyway, we have a great show. Romano Hussein will be in here. The Romano Rundown every Friday on the Ben Jarofsky Show. May Whiteside will be here. She's the chairwoman of Flourish Pack. And she'll be talking about the need to uh, encourage more black women to get involved in the political process, uh, have more campaigns, hire black. I agree with her 100 percent. If the Democrats are going to retake the White House, retake the Senate, uh, obviously you need you need to encourage the base. And the base is uh, black voters in general and black women in particular. So uh, Mae Whiteside will be uh, offering up some interesting thoughts on that. And then two of my favorite guests of all time, the Heartland Mamas, as we speak, they're driving that truck in from the suburbs. They're probably <laughs> yeah. listening to the doors, man. You know, Heidi Henry's got the doors cranked up. Break on through to the other side. Anyway, the Heartland Mamas are on their way. Murray Bria and uh, Heidi Henry. Uh, oh, my God. And they've been talking. They, you know, as they come on, they're regulars on this show. Uh, once every six weeks, uh, they drive in from the boonies, as they like to call it. And uh, they have their own podcast, the Heartland Mamas. And they've been declaring they're going to take the strong stand about Bernie bros. They're sick and tired of Bernie oh. bros. Be- I'll tell you who's upset about that. Young Dennis over there. Big time. He's got a tattoo that says, I love Bernie. I'll show it to you sometime. Uh, Yesterday we had some fun with this. And I'm going to break, break, uh, raise this with the uh, Heartland Mamas. Uh, Oh, my God. There was a hilarious guy on the uh, live stream. Uh, So yesterday I, I did my top five for Democratic candidates. You know, I think we're down to 10. I can't remember how many there are. But I basically can only do five. Uh, Bernie, number one right now. Elizabeth Warren is uh, number two. I think Amy Klobuchar was three. Uh, and Andrew uh, uh, Yang was four. And JB, Joey Biden, was five. And some guy on, um, he was hilarious. He goes, hey, Ben. <laughs> Oh, my God. You talk about nightmares, D. He, he was one to put out, hey, Ben, if because Joe Biden had said, I'm considering having a Republican running mate. I would consider it. I think that's what he said. Anyway, uh, so some guy wrote in, hey, Ben, if um, who was it? Uh, uh, Lindsey Graham. If Joe Biden took Lindsey Graham as his running mate, would you still vote oh, for yeah. Joe? Oh, my God. I had nightmares on that one. What would I do? Lindsey Graham. Is, <laughs> Joe. Please, JB. I call him JB, man. Yeah, you get him. That kind of sounds like Pritzker. It does. <laughs> you know, it's his first name and all. You know what? I may have to reconsider that. Yeah, yeah. Come thank on. You, uh, thank you for pointing that out You're to welcome. me. You're welcome. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joey B. How about Joey B? There we Joey go. B, Joey come B. Come on. There we go. Forget, first of all, you don't need. But I know what he was doing. He was signaling that he is very bipartisan. He would consider it. But Joe, that was you didn't really mean that, right? I mean, you would not consider. Why would you nominate a Republican? Our your policies are already Republican and that enough that you had alienated absolutely every Democrat at least the ones to listen to my show. Anyway, what a nightmare, Lindsey Graham on the ticket with Joe Biden. Who was it that said that, D? Remember? Mm-hmm. Who was it that wrote that on their... Uh, oh, no, show? I can't remember. It may have been KMA Barry. I don't think so, though. I don't know. No, it, was, it was a very clever guy, and it gave me nightmares. Anyway, uh, that was... Yeah, I'm going to ask the uh, Heartland Mamas who their top five are, uh, who for... And, uh, Dennis came in with his top five. Here's, can I do your top five, D? Yeah, let's hear him. Number one, Bernie. Number two, Bernie. Number three, Bernie. Number four, Bernie. And number five, uh, Bernie. No, that was our guest yesterday, Robin Peterson, who said that. Oh, she said that? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said that. All right, anyway, <laughs> uh, I think you were nodding your head. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, so and a plenty of political talk ahead of us. Before we do that, the young man from Dalton, the man they call the doctor with the news. I said Dalton. It's Alton. Oh, did I say Dalton? Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. I might have said Dalton. <laughs> How's it going? 
No, I don't have a Bernie tattoo. Let's find out what's happening in Chicago. <laughs> but they and- do call you the doctor. No, they don't. Let's find, out, let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. More updates on the reefer beat. Yes, recreational marijuana is legal in the state of Illinois. No, neither Ben nor myself have bought any of it. <laughs> at least not at a shop. But yes, you may still be able to. While a handful of the nine Chicago dispensaries across the city have reportedly sold out of the flower, thanks to Block Club Chicago, a great source for Chicago City and neighborhood news, by the way. Go sign up and subscribe. As of last night, here are three Chicago dispensaries with recreational reefer possibly, I say possibly, because like I said, as of last night, could have available reefer for recreational users. Go online and look it up before you go here, all right? But let's find out these dispensaries. Our first dispensary is Dispensary 33 on Clark Street. That's Clark and... It's like... Yes, it's Clark and <laughs> Sunnyside. Milo was, I think that's where Milo gets his reefer. It's, it's past Sunnyside. Oh, okay. It's past uh, Lawrence. It's, it's between Lawrence and Clark. Yes, that's where Milo gets his reefer. Stop in and say hello to Milo, everybody. <laughs> Kyle Young waited on the live stream chat. He says, Dalton, Ben has Roadhouse on the mind. <laughs> that's a, I was, I was singing, uh, well, no, that's, is it the Roadhouse Blues? Help me out with that one, the Doors song. I was singing Break On Through the Other Side, but yeah. there's the other Doors song I'm thinking of. Anyway, so I have the Doors on my mind right now. Dispensary 33 may have recreational reefer available. It's on Hold on. Let me go. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant to say it's on it's on Clark Street between Lawrence and Foster. I said Clark between Lawrence and Clark between Lawrence and Foster. I think that's the one Milo goes to. There we go. All right. And Mission Dispensary. 8554 South Commercial Avenue. They still have flour, vape cartridges, edibles, and more available for recreational users, according to staff. Midway Dispensary, 5648 South Archer Avenue. And Sunnyside Dispensary, 3812 North Clark Street. Could not be reached for comment Friday, but they did have flour available, according to their online (laughs) menus. I love the legalization. Flour available. I love the legalization of reefer, folks. The best news story I've had in years. I love the end of the drug war. And Ben, it looks like there are more pot shops to pop up in our city soon. Mm-hmm. Our good friend and sometimes reefer writer Tom Schuba oh has the story. Oh, my God. The hardest working man in the Chicago media these days. Young Tommy Schuba. I know. We're trying to book him on the show. He's just he's a hustler. He's a hustler. He's too busy. I see him every now and then, like, walking down the street yesterday this is how hard-working young tommy shuba is he had a what was it a salad in his hand remember yeah, that yeah, yeah i'm eating at my desk we okay. always somehow we always we only see tom shuba <laughs> as we're leaving the building outside that's and the only goes, time we see him I'll come on the tomorrow and then like an hour later ben i'm too busy to come on tomorrow he's the busiest journalist in the city of chicago there's a lot of reefer to cover d and he's covering it <laughs> all right so tom shuba's got the story now that recreational marijuana sales are up and running at nine dispensaries in chicago the next wave of the windy city green rush is on <laughs> new weed shops could sprout along randolph street's restaurant row in the west loop Ooh, that's right around the corner from us oh god that ben's gonna be late every day for the show <laughs> It's in the same building as a celebrated restaurant in River North on 35th Street, less than a mile west of Sox Park. And no joke, on Weed Street ah, in Lincoln Park. Whoa. Get Tom it. Shuba. We, Tommy, all over that story. Six companies have submitted a total of 20 locations for the next 13 dispensaries set to open citywide. Record show. So not all of those spots will go through the zoning process. Some companies appear to have filed for multiple addresses in case locations get rejected or don't pan out so that's your what we may as well call your daily legal pot update i have a feeling this will be consuming our show for a while ben jarofsky your thoughts well i think it's great that reefer was legalized i think it's absolutely wonderful that this is the first step toward ending the war on drugs uh i think folks as much as we delight in the giggles of reefer we should think about the fact that uh it the war on drugs was a horrific uh, chapter in our country's history, our recent history, and so this is really what it should be all about: D, ending this mindless war on drugs, which so many, has consumed so many neighborhoods and families and uh, individuals. So, just want to keep that in your mind. We're enjoying reefer. It's absurd that so much paranoia was raged. Just the notion again of the Chicago Tribune feeling compelled to have a story. What are you going to tell your children? As though marijuana is somehow the greatest evil that somebody is going to encounter. And I say this every time I feel compelled to say this. I am not a reefer user. That's the funny thing.
I'm not a reefer user. Although Lisa Solomon was here uh, I was last. Say, I see CBD in your future. <laughs> I, I do. I don't know. Lisa. Every paper, by the way, has their uh, reefer expert, and my beloved reader is no different. Lisa Solomon was in the studio on Tuesday, wasn't it? D. Wasn't it Tuesday? Yeah. Well, what? What was Tuesday? Or oh, that Lisa <laughs> Solomon was in the studio? Wasn't it Tuesday? I've lost track of no, time. No. Uh, I think it was Tuesday. No, Tuesday, it was New Year's Eve. And whoa, look who's been smoking now. Was it New Year's Eve? Tuesday was New Year's oh. Eve. Oh, Ground man. control <laughs> to Major Dennis. People, Circle. you know what I'm talking about, people. Who knows what day it is when these holidays Ground come? control <laughs> to Major Dennis. Uh, anyway, uh, so I may uh, you know, try a little bit here and there. But um, no, I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. It's the greatest story. And as I said, the alternatives, it's, the news is so horrific these days. It's just... Just the pending war in the Middle East that the United States seems determined to get involved in the far the the wildfires in Australia is just horrific news. So good news in Chicago and in the state of Illinois, we legalize reefer. People are happy. Okay, oh can't have happy people. That's bad. I wish George Carlin were alive to see this. Don't you, D? Oh, absolutely. He would have a field day. With oh this. my God! Don't get me thinking about that. Uh, shout out to Kyle Young. Kyle weighed in. He said the new West uh, the new West Loop dispensary will cause the Benny J show to be like a Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That is funny, man. Hey, man. Uh, our next guest is Ramana Hussain. Uh, yeah. Brianna, what's going on, Brianna? Happy New Year. She waited. She says, I just got back from my new favorite dispensary. Uh, what's the name of the show again, man? The Ben Javorski Show? My favorite dispensary. I just love the name dispensary, you know. <laughs> well, you called it. I can't remember what you called it yesterday. Oh, it's it was, a cannabis dispensary. You D. called it something yesterday. I, can't I just remember. think it's so funny like when pot pe- center or pot, something. When people call it cannabis, it just reminds me, uh, you know, when black people start t- want to be nice about white people, they call them Caucasians. So it's like cannabis. Uh, I'm going to smoke some cannabis. Uh, anyway, I don't think anybody calls it cannabis out in the wor- real world, do they, D? I don't know. It, no. People in Alton call it cannabis? No, no, no. Pot. Pot, reefer, weed, grass, whatever. Dope. <laughs> Dope. Oh, Stephen weighed in on the live stream chat. Happy New Year, Stephen. Glad you joined us here. All right. In other news, the trend continues. More news involving federal agents investigating Illinois politicians and their suspect handling of oh, money. Happy brother. New Year! Happy to give me the reefer. That's why I need it. Oh, my goodness. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times, Tinas Fondellas, John Seidel, and one Robert Hergis. Oh, Hergis all over this story. <laughs> Federal agents seized more than $51,000 in cash from a safe found inside Cook County Commissioner Jeffrey Tobolsky's house last year, according to a just-obtained federal document that indicates authorities are interested in yet another suburban mayor, Oak Brook Terrace's Tony Raguchi. May all acquaintance be. Come on, Ben, for God. <laughs> uh, why are you singing Old Lang Syne? I don't know. It's a new year. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, it's a new year, but it's an old story. Corruption in the city of Chicago, corruption in the county of Cook, corruption in the state of Illinois. Uh, it'll keep reporters going. Two stories, can guarantee, will continue throughout 2020. In the year 2020, two stories will continue. Corruption in the state of Illinois and legal. Weed in the state of Illinois. Uh, those will be competing stories throughout the entire year, maybe with an alligator thrown into it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this one here. My uh, money's on Penguin this year. Uh, oh, gonna, someone's going to release a penguin yeah. in the Humboldt Park. Um, yeah, this is this is a story. I'm not quite sure what the connection of the cash that was seized is to the scandals, but it's a great headline: cash found. And the uh, the Sun Times had a very clever headline. They uh, they made it look as though the mayors are themselves on the currency. See that? Oh, great one. Yeah, That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think the guy who designs the front page of the Sun Times is hitting that dispensary over there on the West Loop. Uh, anyway, uh, so this I'm not quite sure what the money, you know, what the direct connection is, but there's some kind of connection. The feds uh, seized the money. So, yeah, this um, 
Uh, we, by the way, I just cut a deal with young Daniel Danny Mialopoulos uh, from WBEZ, who knows more about corruption than any man alive, and he'll be coming in for a bonus interview next week. Looking forward to that. So we're doing a in a good way. He knows more about yes. corruption than any man alive. Come on, man. <laughs> That's what I meant. I know. He's, I just, he's also a huge fan. Uh, talk about jumping on a bandwagon. I don't know if I told you this. Young Daniel's a huge fan of the Milwaukee Bucks because of the Greek freak. He loves the Milwaukee Bucks all of a sudden. I, of course, beloved Chicago Bulls are just keep doing worse and worse. That's why I need that reefer, D, my beloved Bulls. Anyway, uh, Dan will uh, break down some of these scandals. Uh, ultimately, what is the goal? What is the goal of these ongoing investigations? My guess is they're trying to go after Michael Joseph Madigan, uh, and they think these guys can lead him uh, to them. Uh, the feds think that these local pals can lead them to them. Otherwise, I guess they're just cleaning up corruption in suburban Oak Brook Terrace. I didn't even know there was a, a town called Oak Brook Terrace, D. We, we gotta go sometime. Okay. Ride our bikes there when it gets warm out. Agents seized a whopping $60,000 in cash from Raguchi's West Suburb, uh, Suburban home last year, the document shows, though it does not indicate whether he's being eyed as part of the same political corruption investigation that's been rocking local governments. Raguchi couldn't be reached for comment on Thursday. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but not- in November, he was asked by the Chicago Sun-Times whether he or his community has drawn scrutiny from federal agents because of the town's use of the company SafeSpeed mm-hmm. to operate red light cameras. SafeSpeed is a focus of the ongoing in, uh, federal investigation, with agents looking into whether company representatives landed deals through payoffs. The company was subject of a 2017 Chicago Tribune story about the controversial push to install safe speed cameras in the town and the questionable efforts of then state senator Martin Sandoval to go to bat for the firm. Oh, we know about Martin Sandoval, yeah, don't we? Yeah, Martin huh. Sandoval, yeah. We've huh. been following that corruption story for a while, state senator, former state senator Marty we, Sandoval. We got quotes from Raguchi here. He says, quote, this was all done legit, he told the Sun-Times of the safe speed <laughs> contract. We did yeah. everything legit and clean here. Communities get a cut of the revenue from red light tickets, and our cameras are doing Big numbers. Yeah, yeah. I love the red yeah, light. Very Trump sounded. Yeah, big, big numbers. numbers. I know. I took a page. What's our our friend who follow, likes Trump on our uh, who follows? Oh, us? don't get him going. Just keep talking. Oh, no, I was just gonna say that's for you. All right, <laughs> big numbers, big cameras. Uh, it is very Trump-like. You're absolutely correct. And listen, folks, nothing. What a bad setup for Illinois, Chicago. We're really anywhere. The whole red light program, where it was just like, like a holdup. You know, these cameras that snap your pictures of you and get like when you go through a red light just before it changes, and then they just squeeze you. It's like taking motorists and turning them upside down and shaking them and getting the change and collecting it. There's nothing legit about it. And then they would tell us, "Oh, well, this is all about safety. That's why we're doing this. We want to bring down safety." Yeah, you have said you want to squeeze us. And there were politicians getting a little piece of the pie in order for um, safe speed, allegedly, to get the contracts. It was like, I've warned... I've warned people in Chicago and Illinois not to believe anything they say when they're governing. That's so nihilistic of me uh, and so cynical and jaded. But when... Ever our government comes out and say, we have a new, wonderful way to uh, keep you safe. Look out, everybody. It's not about keeping you safe. It's about squeezing you like an accordion. Now now we're going to have like five years of safe speed corruption stories. Safe uh, speed gate? Oh, Coming soon to the Spindrowski show. <laughs> safe speed gate. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, Red so- light gate. How about that? Red light gate. Oh, I just heard this Jimi Hendrix song, Red Light. Oh, have you ever cool. heard that song? Yeah, There's I have. A, you have? Really? I have heard the song, Red oh, Light. Oh, man, I heard it the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, get me to the dispensary right now. <laughs> okay, I think by the end of this week, you're going to be smoking pot again. Oh, there's a red light over yonder. <laughs> Good luck. Love Jimi Hendrix. I got to work with this guy, everybody. <laughs> We're yeah. in 2020. Okay, so, uh, oh, I was going to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. how many safe speed videos are you on, pal? I, I, I got... Are you a speeder? I got nailed for one. It was a big... Dis- I think... Didn't we do this on the uh, old show? I think we did a bit about this. Remember when we did Ben Jurassic Theater? Anyway, I... Um, we got a ticket for going through uh, red light, one of those red light tickets, and it was un- un- it was unclear who was responsible, me or my wife. 
and I finally figured out my wife was responsible uh, for it. Boy, did I. First it was like, you got a ticket. Then I figured out to turn things around. It was you that got the ticket. Uh, so, yeah, I forget. It was like $100 or something like that. Yeah, man, what a scam that was. Everything is a scam in the city of Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm sure uh, we'll be having uh, follow-ups on that story very mm-hmm. soon. Ah, who would have thought that uh, all this dirty damn corruption would have gone away in 2020, yeah. huh? How are this, how's the tripping going to explain this to the little kitties? Remember yesterday? How do we explain to the children about legal marijuana? Whoa, what are we, how are we going to explain it? Hey, Tribune, how are you going to explain corruption to the little kitties? How are you going to explain, uh, you know, what, safe speed and shaking down motorists to the little kitties? Marijuana is the least of it. We should do a, a list of all the difficult things to explain to the little kitties. Where would legalize re- weed? Reed. Where would, I would, reefer and weed. Where would it fall on that list, D? I think you could probably get a thousand things more difficult to explain to kitties than legalized reefer. And guys, don't expect an interview with anybody from the Chicago <laughs> Tribune on this show. Okay? Uh, by the way, oh wait, hold it, hold it. We have one. I, I'm going to say, first of all, he was a guest on this show. Yes, yes. Eric Zorn. Yeah. And he wrote a good column today. Eric, a shout out to you. Uh, me saying this will probably get you demoted or something. But uh, I'm just going to read uh, Eric Zorn's opening, which I agree with wholeheartedly. Ready? Let's hear it. <laughs> this is from Eric Zorn's column in the Chicago Tribune today. Uh, over the years, I've changed a number of minds arguing politics with readers over email. That number is zero. I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, I thought, all right, it's not hilarious funny, but I, when I read that, I go, oh, that's a good line. I had two thoughts. One, <laughs> one, Uh-oh. that's a good line. Two, God, I wish I had come up with that line. Uh, and then he goes on, not that I'm a lousy debater or am usually wrong, far from it, but that in my experience, no one ever admits defeat at the conclusion of email squabbles. I could not agree with Eric Zorn more. He's absolutely, you know, when people send you emails, you suck. You know, we don't respond. That would be my, you know, okay, you got, I wrote my column. That was my point of view, right? You weighed in with your response. That's your point of view. Okay? Why continue the discussion anymore? I could see you weren't convinced by my first column. And uh, and then I always like when people like try to point out something like you got wrong. You know, like this like fact. Should, should you respond every time they point out something? Usually they make up something that you said so that they could say you got it wrong. But you know what? I don't even respond to those. I'm going, God bless. In the old days, the reader, man. Oh, my God, D. Every time I got a letter, they would make me respond. You're kidding me. I got to respond to this? Yes, Ben. Write a response. So they would have these long, res- there would be this long letter blasting me, and then there would be my long response. And then the reader would rewrite my response. It wasn't even my, you know, whatever. I'm, I love the days now where they just let it rip. Anyway. Oh, the life I'm, of Ben Jarofsky. I'm with you 100%, Eric Zorn. I'm with you 250. We got to get Eric Zorn back on the show. We do got to. And Rex Hupke. We've never had Rex Hupke. We've never on the had show. Rex Hupke on the show. But you know what? Here's the problem. We start naming tribute people we like. They're going to get in trouble. I know. We have to put like, <laughs> like luchador wrestling masks on when they come on the show on the live stream. Ramana Hussein has entered the studio. Ramana Hussein has entered the studio. All right. So uh, that's the latest of what's going on in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. Coming up later, I think Ben's going to be discussing it with Ramana Hussein. Oh, Ben's been riffing on it all day. <laughs> the latest news involving our former Illinois uh, governor, Rod Blagojevich. A historian now. He's a historian. Interesting interpretation of history. Definitely going to be talking about that. And uh, real quick here on the YouTube live stream chat, Kyle weighed in. He says, Ben's tips for a healthy marriage. Blame your significant other. (laughs) It was kind of what he said there. (laughs) Oh, man, but it's true. In that particular case, I think it was my wife. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Kyle also says, Ben, please interview John Cass. (laughs) With or without the help of something from a dispensary. Uh, <laughs> I would say maybe without. My Johnny Cass's column today, boy, I got to tell you. D, I know you love him, but good God. Oh, yeah, I love him. It's great. It's awesome. Oh, wait. You love Johnny Cash, not Johnny Cass. Yeah. Oh, my God. Today's column. You know, I, I listen, I always say this. I read people with different worldviews because you want to know. Maybe they can convince me. Eric. Eric Zorn, maybe a John Cass can convince me that marijuana is the greatest evil that this world has ever seen. Uh, he left. He fell a little short of that goal, if that were his goal in today's uh, column. So, But uh, I read it anyway. 
Right. Open-minded. Oh, and uh, our good friend KMA Barry weighed in and said, uh, still waiting for those Romana Rundown t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Chris Fusco, where, was it hats or t-shirts? T-shirts. Yeah, man. Yes, let's get the Sun-Times uh, publicity <laughs> machine working on that one, okay? All right, everybody, we're going to take a break here. Don't go anywhere, because coming up, we are going to be talking with Romana Rundown for our segment without a t-shirt, the Romana Rundown. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show live from the Chicago Sun-Times. The Ben Jarofsky Show is supported by Northwestern University's part-time master's program in literature and liberal studies. Students learn from dynamic and diverse faculty as they build advanced skills for critical analysis, writing, and research. Evening classes are held on Northwestern's Evanston and Chicago campuses. The spring quarter application deadline is January 15th. Learn more at sps.northwestern.edu slash masters. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Did you know that 40% of the people in Illinois opt to be cremated? Well, it's true. And Chicagoland Cremation Options honors their wishes by providing cremation services directly to the general public. Chicagoland Cremation Options provides an affordable, ethical, and easy cremation arrangement, whether in person or online. Save thousands and streamline the process by going directly to Chicagoland Cremation Options. It's a family-owned business operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Here's how you reach them. ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. One more time. ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. Hey, commercial break over. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show. Live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Every Friday, Romana Hussein comes in the studio, the Romana Rundown. And uh, so first of all, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's to both of you guys, too. Yes. I can't believe Thanks. it's 2020. No, me neither. 2020. It's ben, scary. sing that song. No, it's t- there's a song called In the Year 2525, which I know nobody in the <laughs> no. world knows. Oh, no, I no. thought you were talking about that Conan O'Brien skit. No, like, no. In the year 2000. Oh, that, that was awesome. Ben. Yeah, no, this is different. <laughs> this is like disco or this, something. No, oh. this is before disco. Oh. <laughs> in the year 25, 25. Like I do a, not know it. I know. It, by it, the way, I know it. it's such a great rendition of what it. What year uh, did it come out? It came out in the 60s, and it's dystopian. So in other words, it's predicting this horrific... You know, I was just like a little... 12-year-old Benny Jarofsky at home in Evanston listening to this on my transistor radio going, wow, this is so deep, man. Well, for my generation, it was 1999 by Prince. Yes, and 1999. We were, we were all like, wow, we're going to be so old. I was going to be in my 20s. Flying cars. I remember thinking they'd be flying cars. No, 1999, the whole premise was that um, the world was coming to yeah. an end in 19, uh, when 2000, 2000 so yeah, let's Y2K, party. Yeah. And uh, that opening line of his, man, the guy was a genius. Like, what's the opening? It goes, wow. He has that wow in the opening line if you think about it anyway i love prince yeah. my, um, i have a nephew who was born in 2000 so wow, he's 19, 19. so i'm just like <sighs> hey 19 mm, that's another song yeah i know that one <laughs> you know that song yeah. oh, steely dan all right anyway ramon enough this uh goofing around let's get down to business as they say first of all uh we've been having a, a lot of fun um talking about the legalization of marijuana i i mm-hmm. believe that the real significance is that it's a, a small but important step in ending the war on drugs i think mm-hmm. you'll agree with me on that uh and so thank goodness we're taking it right? Do you <laughs> what agree with taking me? what oh, this one <laughs> not the reefer yeah, no. but the one the small but significant step oh it's toward definitely injury. historical yeah but i mean the war on drugs was yeah, like oh, a yeah, bad yeah, yeah. evil thing yeah i don't think it's completely gonna change overnight as you know we've seen it i've seen a lot of people talking about the legalization too on twitter and a lot of people still think it's you know obviously there's a lot of inequalities absolutely but so you know but but no there it's definitely a step you know we we heard kim fox um exonerating some you know wiping clean Mm -hmm. the slate and then um what did pritzker do he like basically um he wiped he expunged expunged the records the records of Mm -hmm. some many people thousands of people so yeah it it's going towards that direction. A small, takes, yeah, a small, but significant step. Yeah, I would put it that way. Uh, and uh, it it also lends itself to some funny headlines. So let's take a moment yes. to 
you please uh, tell me who is responsible for these funny yeah, headlines? Yeah, it's, it's the, the our copy desk. I can't claim... I know all the guys on the copy desk, and they are mostly men. I, uh-huh. I don't think there's any women. That's sad. There's no women on the copy desk anymore. There used to be. Um, but there are all these guys that I know, and I've known them for a long time. I But I can't say who did what, but I know some of them have come up to me and they go, oh, well, legalization has really helped us. One guy, I won't name, name his name just because I don't know if he wants to be called out, but he was telling me, he's like, I never even smoked pop, but he's like, this is great. And he's coming up with a lot of those headlines. Wait, tell so, me. That's fine that you don't saying, name his name, but just to, to think about this minute. Yeah. That that he you just, said, I won't name his name because he doesn't want to be outed, but he admitted that he never smoked pot. Like that, uh, that's embarrassing. It's like a shame. He never no. smoked reefer. So uh, we don't want to name him. I'm almost in that same category. So almost. I mean, interesting. Like, <laughs> I'm almost in that same category. But um, I'm pretty much. That's like Bill Clinton or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah I'm pretty much. <laughs> but um, this person, but I, I know it's usually, it's three people that I know who've been coming with the headlines because in the meetings and, and they've told me that, oh, I came up with that. And they're actually not, most of them aren't even on social, act, that active on social media. So people are always talking about how the great headlines are. And can they talk? You know? Are these guys talkers? I should bring them on the show. Oh, one guy, we always tell him he should have a podcast because he talks movies with me all the time. And his name is Joel Car- Carlson. And he likes the Grateful Dead. And the joke between us is that he went to see a Grateful Dead concert and he's not somebody that you would think was a deadhead. And he told me he told me he paid a lot for the tickets and he still won't tell me how much. It, so that's a running joke. I'm like, well, how, how much, much does one pay? pay? And he won't tell me. But uh, we talk about movies all the time. All right. Well, we should definitely bring him on. By the way, just a, a shameless promotion on our podcast is uh, Sergio Mims' greatest movies of the decade. I urge everybody, not now, but later, uh, check it out. Uh, Sergio's got some. We'll bring Joel Carson. We need a. We could. Oh, yeah. There, so. The three guys on the copy desk, and I don't know, you know, who comes up with what. The, but the main guys are Brian Barker, Joel Car- Carlson, and Eric White. But there might be some other people who come with headlines because sometimes in the news meetings, like there are other, you know, reporters, or, you know, other editors who come up with certain headlines. So well, he, sometimes Chris the, the, Fosco the, does. But I think those those guys come up with a lot of um, really good headlines. Well, the, um, the a lot of the catchy the, the two ones. yesterday that we had the light with. Uh, were the front page headline was reefer gladness that was the day after yes it was yesterday yeah yeah and then uh and then when you turn the page when, when, with the full story it was uh about uh, all the dispensaries uh the headline was buzz thrill oh okay and uh i'll i'll, I'll, I'll go over there and ask I yeah, know all those guys so, so i can um, i can find out and tell them that you would I love like them. to talk to very them. cool i'm yeah, thinking they, about just writing up a few of them and just sending them their way like yeah. hey, everyone to use this yeah. oh like, you know uh, like the guys who would send back in the day johnny carson jokes oh there would be guys who would send johnny carson and david letterman jokes that they hope they would use in their monologues i actually knew a guy who did this wow and yeah and if you they took your joke you got some like i oh, don't money? know money yeah five ten i, From I don't that know old, the other old ed mcmahon ed mcmahon would not be writing the checks <laughs> uh, the sweepstakes stuff yeah wow i didn't um, think jo- i didn't think johnny carson was funny when I was a kid, I was like, why do Please people, leave this room why do right people now. find him funny? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, well, that's like a generational thing. Do you, you don't like him either? No, you? yeah, I really like him. It's, it's very subtle, though. Like, you know, when I got older, I got it. Very subtle, you know, but he's funny. I want to get down to the news of the day, but I have okay, to tell sorry. you, Romana, that I've spent many times, this is a little embarrassing confession, uh, I get on these YouTube jags. The other day, I uh, went Alex Jones. I, I ended up watching <laughs> yeah, well. Alex Jones for over an hour because we're preparing for an interview. We had uh, Jim Coogan coming in, attorney Jim Coogan. We were talking about Alex Jones' case with Sandy Hook. Yeah. And so to, to prep for it, I just started. And the next thing you know, an hour of YouTube. Have you ever seen Alex Jones on YouTube? No. Do you know who he is? Uh, I've heard of him. Uh, Alex Jones. You just don't watch Alex Jones. Oh, you would not like it. But anyway. Why? Who is he? Like, Alex Jones uh, is, is an exceedingly popular podcast. Uh, not a podcaster. I guess you know, he's radio, a radio. Oh, uh, uh, okay. And, and his, he's the one who promotes all these conspiracy theories. Oh, did you hear about a recent one that came out? This woman. Okay, go ahead. I'll yeah. tell you. Anyway, yeah, so go Alex ahead. Jones, uh, he was... Very, uh, he's very popular. He's got mil- hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of followers. Donald Trump has been on his show, uh-huh. uh, and uh, but he went uh, too far with Sandy Hook. Oh, he's the one who proclaimed that, in his opinion, 
there's evidence that Sandy Hook, the, the murder of 12 kids at Sandy Hook by a deranged gunman, was in fact staged and was part of a plot to. Uh, oh God! No, no, no! I up. know, I know who. Yeah, I know who and so, uh, so the parents of some kids oh, I can't, oh. have sued him, and now it's this, this endless case, a libel case, and we we broke it down with Jim Coogan. We we took the deep dive on it, and that we'll drop that show this weekend. Uh, I gotta tell you, Jim Coogan knows his stuff. But anyway, uh, to prepare for that, I will listen to for hours, wow. like an hour worth of Alex Jones. So, have you heard of Liz Crokin? Mm, no, I do. Do you know her, Dean? So, yeah, yesterday there was some stuff about her going on Twitter, and she's also a right-wing commentator, mm-hmm. and she's predicted that Tom Hanks was going to be arrested for pedophilia, and it was just... So then the reader did... The reader, shout out to the reader, did a piece on her. She's a former journalist who worked at the Trib and the Sun-Times, and she started her job or career, and she's from Winnetka, but she somehow be, she worked for she worked at the Tribune and worked at the City News Bureau where I worked. But it was called City News Service when the Tribune took it over. And she might have worked with people I know. But apparently she's become this right wing conspiracist theory who has all these followers. And it's just kind of bizarre. Yeah, you can build up quite a. So I was going to say I could do that, too, with my career. Just say I don't like could. myself and I don't like my immigrant parents. And it's like. I don't know. I'm if just saying. If you did that, you would, I would make get a, lot, a fortune. Oh, I know. Because there are people like that. There's like Muslims or, you know, people who call themselves former Muslims or even Muslims. And they just say everything that the right wants to hear. They, they're just, it's just very interesting. It's bizarre. And it's kind of like this money-making business. And they yeah, become but, very popular. Yeah. I know who they are. So, uh, yeah, no, there's, uh, and uh, it's the same thing with black people who join oh, yeah. up with Trump. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they become celebrities. They become celebrities and the right wing takes care of them. Uh, you say what the right wants to hear uh, and they'll take care of you. It's not that way on the left, by the way. I could just tell you that right now. You could say what the left wants to hear and they fire you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, that's a whole other story. Yes. Um, anyway, we won't go there. All right. Uh, so we did legal weed. Uh, I, I just have to talk about Blago with you. I've been looking for someone to talk about this uh, all day. Uh, this story. Did you edit this particular story? Uh, I didn't edit that story, but I did see it, and we did talk about it in the news meeting yesterday. So apparently, well, not even apparently, Rod Bogoyevich wrote a column in this, um, uh, I guess, Newsmax. news outlet called Newsmax, which I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But he, as we all know, he was sentenced to 14 years in prison for um, mostly mostly the charges related to him trying to sell former U.S. Senator Barack Obama's seat mm-hmm. that was empty or got the slot was empty once he became president. And anyway, so, you know, he has been, you know, trying to get pardoned by Donald Trump. <laughs> Anyway, he just said uh, he had made some sort of commentary in this column about how if Abraham Lincoln was alive, the Democrats and their line of, um, you know, the impeachment um, hearings, they would have indicted, I mean, impeached Abraham Lincoln. So he just said something like, would Nancy Pelosi's House Democrats use the same flimsy impeachment standards they would use to impeach Abraham Lincoln. So, you know, he is trying to get pardoned by Donald Trump. So for him to, you know, call out Abraham Lincoln's name, who, you know, everybody knows Abraham Lincoln was a Republican and mm-hmm. just kind of align him with Donald Trump. I mean, well, Donald Trump would love that I, to be listen, compared to have some sort of connection or, with Abraham, or Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, because we all know that he aspires to be <laughs> certain, you know, he, he aspires to greatness. We know that. And you know, loves it when people compare him or he compares himself and cuts his head off and puts it on Sylvester Stallone's body. But uh, Say what you will about Donald Trump. He is in no way, any way, in temperament or anything with Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Well, what we know. Um, but it, it, it was a preposterous... And let me just start with this. I, I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. I believe Rob Bogoyevich should be let out of prison. I believe 14 years is I think a lot of people much. a lot of people would agree with you mm-hmm. and think that 14 years is a lot. Because I have, I mean, I can tell you that I've been um, at 26 in California, the criminal courthouse, and there have been people charged with murder or, you know, involuntary manslaughter where a person was killed. 
and not to say that you know conviction for this sort of crime nobody wants you know illinois has been known that's a stereotype that illinois is very corrupt not to say that what he did was right but a lot of people have said that they thought <clears throat> the sentence was excessive mm-hmm. and how many years has it been now like god seven nine years i can't remember Eight, seven it's years? a blur because it happened this trial was in 2009 I yeah think, or he was convicted in 2009 it's and he's supposed to be out in 2024 yeah 2024 so it's ridiculous that he's still in prison it's not serving any larger purpose is not in any way as we see uh keeping uh, illinois politicians from being corrupt yeah today's sun times is a story about three politicians who are under investigation (laughs) so it's it's not a deterrent uh it's it it's overkill in terms of prosecution now having said that um this is such a a blatant attempt to win over donald trump yeah by re- completely rewriting history and feeding fuel to his enormous ego. Yeah. That's embarrassing. That's exactly. That's what it is. So what I was just saying is there are people who have been, you know, charged with or convicted of involuntary manslaughter or murder and they get fewer years or serve fewer than years. Bogoyevich. Than Bogoyevich. Yeah, yes. than Bogoyevich. Yeah, because yeah, he has to serve, I think, um, at least 12 years of his 14-year sentence. Now, what I don't understand is why hasn't Donald Trump already pulled the trigger and let him out? He keeps talking about it, but then he doesn't do it. I don't know. I it's it's pretty interesting. You would think that he would have done it already because he hates Chicago or Illinois and thinks it's you know, well, kind of like a screw you to I them. Mean, but just, I don't know. Just think about it, Ramon. I don't know. Maybe he's just dangling it in it, front of to keep it going. To keep it going. Keep talking about it whenever he needs a distraction. I, now that now we have this problem in Iran, and we, that's putting it mildly. I, I don't know if you saw this. Thirty five hundred troops just yes. twenty five hundred yes, troops just dispatched. Uh, utter insanity. Donald Trump is supposed to keep us out of Middle Eastern wars and uh, look where we're going. But uh, no, but, you know, the thing about Bogoyevich, and I've talked about this, um, I, I don't know, I, probably not with you, but Dave McKinney was in the studio. We did the deep dive on Bogoyevich. And he did a whole podcast. Yes, um, he did. And we mm-hmm. talked about his podcast. So, uh, like all the paranoia that Bogoyevich has about federal investigators' uh, overreach. Uh, and having too much power feeds into the paranoia that Donald Trump has. So there's, ob- you know, obviously an alliance there. The, you know, what they say, what the uh, the uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can understand that, and uh, I believe that Rob Blagojevich uh, was uh, got too many years. Donald Trump, in my humble opinion, is no victim of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rod has a legitimate gripe, but if if Blagojev- if Think about this, Ramana. If Trump were to uh, release Blagojevich, that would undercut all the rhetoric that Republicans in Illinois have about how evil Rod Blagojevich was yeah, true. and how evil the Democrats are. You know what I'm saying? It would yeah. Be, like, how would the Tribune deal with that? They would lose their mind. <laughs> uh, shout out to Frank here. He says Rod Bl- uh, Blagojevich was convicted in 2011 and reported to jail in 2012. Oh, okay. God, I got to get Frank on the I show. Thought, he guy knows everything. I thought he was... Con- I, maybe the trial was in 2009 because wasn't there two trials? Yes. Yeah. Very good. There were yeah. two trials. Because uh, you know why I remember that? Because at the time, the federal courts reporter was Natasha, Natasha Karecki. And every time the Blagojevich trial happened, I got sent over there to cover... One time it was John Burge, and the other time it was the um, Mumbai terrorist attack. I, by the way, let's just give a shout out to Natasha Kirky, great reporter. Yes. Uh, we used to have her on. I don't know what Natasha's, Natasha's doing these days, but she was a great guest on the show. And one last thing before we leave this, uh, in his essay, Rod Blagojevich is, uh, says Democrats of then and aligning them with Democrats of today. And I just want to point out a historical fact that the Democrats of the uh, 1860s have essentially morphed into the Republicans of the 21st century. Almost all the Democrats who were Democrats in the South in in the 1960s when LBJ uh, pushed through Congress the civil rights bills have went converted to the Republican Party. So today's Republican Party is uh, the heirs of the Democrats of the past. It's always interesting, Romana, when some when. Uh, Republicans want to pretend as though they are standing up for black people and civil rights. They'll talk about, well, the Republican Party was the one, yeah, you know, the Abraham hundreds Lincoln. Hundreds of years ago. Yeah, hundreds of freaking <laughs> years ago. 
you just want to lie and make stuff up, uh, you can always find someone to fool. Anyway, I, I can talk about Blago uh, all day. Andy Grimm's great story in today hasn't really... Um, it hasn't come out in print paper. yet. Yes. Yeah, talk about I Andy posted Grimm's. it yesterday. So Andy, Andy Grimm is the criminal courts reporter at the Sun-Times, and I'm one of his editors. And he did a story on what the police touted as the first gun conviction of 2019, but it actually wasn't. There was this young man named Daryl Rhyme. He was 23 at the time, and he was stopped. And police said that he was arrested around 12.01 or 12.02. And at the time, uh, you know, the next day, probably uh, the police put out a press release saying that we got our first gun arrest. And it uh, turns out that the three, sh- uh, the two arresting officers and the officer that signed off on the arrest report were disciplined four months later because, and the charges were dropped actually two weeks later. And I don't think anybody had known about that until Andy's story this week. And the charges were dropped and um, Daryl Rhyme already had another gun case. It was pending gun case that happened in June. So Andy's story um, shows that he actually wasn't the first gun you know the gun arrest at that time it was another man named kevin richardson who shot in the air and andy just points out that daryl rhyme kind of fit the profile of what former police superintendent and other top police brass described as you know the problem in the city someone that's been arrested for gun you know gun possession over and over again and because this guy had previous you know arrest previous arrest for the same thing and he and that you know how, how i said he was arrested last year so he was actually arrested a half hour before new year's new year's uh, on 2019 because the body cam footage that the police officers had showed that it wasn't 12 one so these officers were all disciplined as i said so it just talks about how you know he really wasn't the first now the officers why him. were they disciplined they were disciplined for um falsifying the police report because they said he was he, he got arrested at 1201 and Anthony Guglielmi, the Chicago police spokesperson, um, said he was arrested at 12.02. But basically, they said he was the first gun arrest of 2019, and he actually was one of the last gun arrests of 2018. And so it's an interesting story. And at the end of the, at, at when all is said and done, Daryl Rhyme in uh, December of 2019, mm-hmm. he actually um, got convicted of, I think it was, yeah, yeah, was it December of this year? Anyway, like just recently, he got um, put in back to jail because he was convicted of that previous case. So he's in, he's behind bars too right now. A strange a story on many fronts. Yes, and Andy, I know I understand is going to be here later yes. today at three o'clock, so he can probably tell you about what records he sought out and what information he got and how he got information yeah. about the story. But it's interesting because we know all of us, and it made the first gun arrest of Daryl Rhyme, the man that turned out not to be the first gun arrest, it made national news. It was kind of making the rounds when this happened. But nobody knew that the charges, nobody was told that the charge, or nobody followed up and yeah. found out the charges were dropped two weeks later. Well, it, uh, it there's certain rituals that come with the, the new year in, in journalism game in Chicago. Uh, Ramana, and you know him well because you've you've been a reporter in this town for uh, years too and <laughs> too long. I didn't say that; you said yeah. that, uh, and an editor. And uh, the, many of those rituals were put aside because of legal marijuana, so that was like the big news. But usually, the first uh, day, first Janu- baby, first baby. Let's see if you can do. It. Let's go. There's first baby, first park permit, first wedding in Cook County. Yep. Very good. They, we wow. did have them, but they were kind of like put on the back burner. Back burner, yeah. For, and then, uh, so first wedding, first per- park permit. Yeah, there's always a guy in line for the picnic permit. Uh, yeah, I never understood <laughs> the appeal of that, but I don't know. Hey, what? what What was the appeal of driving all the way from Kentucky to be first in line or for, to buy some uh, park permit? I legal reefer, though. I mean, I don't, man, I don't hate. I told you, I don't know. I even, when I edited that story, I'm like, Okay, I t- asked someone else to look over the story. I'm like, I don't know that much about pot. Can someone just like look over the story one Should more time? Should have had your husband yeah, look over it. I know, I know. I was like, Sorry, Mick. I, I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I told one of the guys, I'm like, I admit I'm not a pot expert because this is Tom Shuba's story right before, on New Young Year's Tommy. Eve. And so I told him, I'm like, do you have to go out and like hang out with those people? Like, And he said, yeah. And he, has, he had to get up at uh, five and went out at by Are 6 a.m. Tommy Shuba was the first in line. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, so my so my other colleague, Stefano Esposito, had uh-huh. to go out to the dispensaries on the second day, and he and nobody would, none of the, um, the 
none of the um i guess people at the dispensaries like they would they're like who's this guy why are you here he has a british accent oh, yeah. and he's like where's tom like they yeah, weren't trusting he's just weird <laughs> Still, uh, Stefano was like, uh, but anyway, uh, but I don't know. Like some people, like drove. Okay, like I said, I'm not an expert. Like really, like I know people want to be there as part of history, but you want to get up. Like you're gonna drive four hours away and just. Hey, I don't man, know. Whatever Everybody rocks has your boat. Every, you know. You know. Okay, when iPhones first came out, when I got my first iPhone, uh-huh. I remember I went and I there was like a huge line. This was like 2008. That's when I got my first iPhone, and I was like, I'm not forget this i'm like and i left and i came back like two weeks later when it was like why can't i mean i know people want to be there for the history but it's just Uh, listen man to each his own uh the stupid stuff i do regarding basketball you would think is really weird and uh so i'm not gonna sit in judgment of somebody who drives to be first in line uh but going back to that list you were on a roll picnic (laughs) permit uh (coughs) wedding, wedding birth murder yeah murder yeah sorry murders murder is the first murder of the year and uh so what's interesting and we're gonna we are gonna take a deep dive with andy on this uh like the first arrest for uh gun violation of the law and you're right it's an attempt by the city of chicago to what to say they're on top of things and yeah it, it was interesting but you wonder what the officers i mean i i was kind of thinking to myself before I came in in here, I'm like, do you think the officers just kind of wrote down the time? But like, why would they, were they doing it intentionally or were they just think not thinking? Like they just know. wrote, they wrote the report at 1201. I'm just, I'm just trying to like decipher think, it. Like yeah. why? But anyway, uh, it, it, Andy will probably tell you like more and how he dug into the yeah. story and how he got like, how he even like found out about the story. Cause it is a pretty interesting case. Uh, Andy Grimm, of course, uh, is, well, is also our expert on all things Jussie Smollett. So I will not ask Romana any Jussie Smollett Yeah, there questions. hasn't really been any Jussie Smollett. Yeah, uh, good. It's been like a year. <laughs> but I, I did, Going on a long I, you know, time. I, you know, when I went to, I, I saw a trailer for one of those Marvel movies yeah. with Margot Robbie. I forgot what that was called, but Jussie Smollett's sisters in it. And I was telling Matt, I'm like, you know, that's Jesse Smollett's sister, right? I, she was a very popular child star in the 90s. Is her last name Smollett? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, she didn't change the name. All right, now uh, we come to it's the... It's like a hyphenated name now, but when she was little, she was like in Eve's Bayou and a lot of shows. Oh, all right. I, I did not know any of this Are you stuff. guys about to do recommendations? Yes, we are. All right, before we do that, uh, Brianna weighed in on the YouTube live stream chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. It was Kyle. Kyle, man, you're on fire today. Kyle waited in the live stream chat. He wants to talk about Blago. Uh, he says, if Trump pardons Blago, doesn't that take all of the wind out of the sails about the uh, nefarious uh, nefariousness of Chicago politics? Yes, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, I, and that's why that's why I say... Uh, ben did mention that. Yeah, that, that, but I, that's a, I, remember, I took great delight when Donald Trump started championing... Uh, the uh, Donald uh, Rob Bukovich's case in the midst of 2018, it completely undercut Bruce Rauner's central argument against J.B. Pritzker, which is that Pritzker is those. Remember the Tribune on the Blago tapes? Somehow oh, the God. Tribune got a hold of the tapes and they just put him out there, you know, and to make Pritzker look as bad as they possibly could. And Rauner was outraged, the Blago tapes. And then all of a sudden, Trump, the head of the Republican Party, the man that Republicans love, are saying that uh, completely undercutting it by saying that Blago was the victim of federal overreach. And boy, cut off Bronner at the knees. I loved it. So you're absolutely correct. Uh, sometimes there is uh, overreach by federal prosecutors, and sometimes there are innocent victims who get thrown into prison. I'm not saying that Blago is one of them, but yeah. Ramana, you cover the criminal yeah, courts. Yeah, well, I, I did a lot of um, cases where, where wrongful convictions, or you know, turned out that a, a lot of men were. We know about John Burge, and a lot of people were forced into confessing. Um, so there were a lot of. There's been a lot of wrongful convictions in the state of Illinois. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I've so. covered a lot of the post-trial. And, and Jay Marie says, uh, Journey is the most famous Smollett. Yeah. Journey, Journey. is Jesse Smollett. Smollett's yeah. oh, I don't, sister. Oh, you, I did you, not if know you that. saw her, you, would, recognize you would recognize her. her okay. If you watch, because you watch you, a lot of movies like I do. Yeah. And I knew who she was. She was a really cute kid. When you so said Journey, I thought the band Journey. It might be Gurney or yeah, Journey. Journey. I'm like, Journey? I know them. They have a couple songs. Name one. 
Don't stop believing. Okay, nice. that was the nice. one I could name. Faithfully? And now I now I'm, that's it. The only one I know is "Don't Stop Believing." Oh no! When the nights go down. What is it called? When the nights. Uh, lights. Oh, it's lights. <laughs> it's lights in the city. I think it's called lights. There you I go. Oh, okay. uh, now, uh, did you did you know that? Uh, oh, Jer- Sherry. Journey's or founding, that must have been that that was a solo Steve Perry. Journey's founding members are from Santana Band. I did not know that. Did not know that. All right, now let's move on to remind. The lights a, go down. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's oh. the one song I know. I'm not a fan of Journey. I just know that Journey exists. And when the White Sox won in 25, yes, I saw Steve Perry live singing it at the rally. At the rally. Yeah. He looked. Big... He looked. His voice was shot at that point. But you know they have a new lead singer, right? He's like from the Philippines, and he sounds just like Steve Perry. That's what I heard. I but, I didn't know wow. any of that. Man, the stuff you know. Get lost Perry. <laughs> I know a lot. I'm sure. No, but he was good. It was cool seeing yeah, yeah. him. You know. Uh, Even I used to pretend that Journey were, uh, you know, something that I wanted to admit I liked. I do like Journey, some of their songs. That's okay, admit good. it. No, you, it's one of those things where you don't want to admit. Last year, uh, in, the, in, the, in uh, one of the confessions that Ramon made in pleasure, the show, yeah. Guilty Pleasure, was a um, huge Bob Seger fan. Remember that, yeah. D? Oh, yeah. I love yeah, Bob Seger. That's another one. That I couldn't like, believe yeah, no, it, I, I, like, yeah. I like him. I like Bob Seger. All right. Um, you're, speaking of things that you like, what are your recommendations for this well, weekend? Well, this weekend, I know I'm going to watch the Golden Globes. Oh my God! Yeah, Gervais. I just remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, you know, I just read about which something my husband and my sister-in-law will be very excited about. But Mick's not going to watch with me. Um, the Golden Globes is serving a ve- for the first time. They're sh- serving a vegan meal. <laughs> That's what I read. Why? I, <laughs> just, you know, they're saving the wait, planet. Wait, time out. In so other words, wait. It's going to be meatless and no for cheese everybody? or eggs. Yeah. So it's going to be a vegan. Um, dinner you know how they usually have dinner yeah, at the yeah. Golden Globes? They do have it's dinner. like they have yeah. a sit-down dinner yeah. while they're drinking on. yeah and that's why it's the the best of all the and the, the problem is it's not really um legit but it's become legitimized what the drinking the golden globes oh yeah no it's completely it's like but so- the thing is it's used as a template for the oscars and it shouldn't be because you know the people who vote are not necessarily movie reviewers anybody i can kind of become a member of the foreign press association well you know and you can you can bribe not bribe them but you can kind of coax them like give them presents and well this, like that, now that so. you say that i mean uh one of the recommendations i'm going to make as uncut gems which yeah is about I, a compulsive I, that's gambler. what i want to see that I so if you if, if it's a template then in my old days when i was a compulsive gambler and i've reformed gambler now but i would study who the Golden Globes gave their awards to, figure out what that says about who the Academy might give the Oscars to, and then make the appropriate bet, if you follow what I just yeah, said. And, yeah, were you right, usually? No, I just thought that popped oh, yeah, yeah. in my mind. Well, I no, 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 it is. You should like do that. that, because, so what happened was, I don't know if you knew, but before the Golden Globes, nobody really paid attention to them, but then NBC bought the rights to Golden Globes, and they started airing it on TV, so it was not not taken seriously until, like, the mid-90s, I think, or the late 90s, and if you really look into who the voting members are, a lot of them aren't necessarily writers or film experts. Um, Bill Buzwacker told me, um, Bill Buzwacker's a former entertainment writer at uh, the Sun-Times, he was telling me that one time he met this woman who was a nurse at a hospital, local hospital in Chicago. And she was a member of the a a foreign foreign no. press. Yeah, and was, so so she was like, he was just telling me that it was just like anybody could. It's it's kind of really easy to be, and then a lot of them are members of like you know there are people who are overseas and they're they don't have the same standards. So like you could kind of like send them like you know a gift bag with like you know designer things, and so you can kind of coax them that way. So now people are saying that you know so it's it's become legit because before stars didn't like you know dress up that much yeah. to go to these things and now it's like i watch it like the oscars i mean i'm gonna uh-huh. dvr it and i'm gonna watch it so i can watch it a little uh, hour later and it'll be live right yeah okay so it's i'll be watching three hours. yeah uh and uh no i i watch it and and i love ricky Gervais. he's gonna be the uh, host and i'm sure he's gonna say some funny things and so yes i forgot that it was on yeah i i just i saw it on twitter and then i'm like oh we gotta watch that so i thought i'd mention that uncut gems is on uh, the list of movies that Mick and I want to see. Um, but I also want to see Little Women, which I know I didn't talk about, but I do want to see that. And a lot of people are saying, I've, I mean, I, how many, I know people have talked about how many times are you going to remake this movie? Because the last one was pretty recent in the 90s. I guess the 90s aren't recent anymore. But I heard this um, this version was very good, and I do want to see it, and I do want to see Bombshell. Even though I have issues with Fox News, and, I and that and you know I just I just want to see it. I heard they did everybody does a good job in that film. Well, um, 
I've I've already seen Bombshell and I've already seen Uncut Gems uh, and I plan to see Little Women. Bombshell, uh, I urge people to check it out. It's not that it's a great movie. It's not a great movie. But there's a, uh, revelations about the culture mm-hmm. at uh, Fox News. and But I've read uh, a lot about that. I've read about when... that, yeah. So I guess you could just read about it instead of seeing the movie. But it's... Um, Wow, it's a very toxic a work environment uh, where women were uh, like sexual playthings yeah. and, and uh, were encouraged to play that role. And that's how they advanced uh, yeah. throughout the corporate. Uh, when, um, and uh, so I don't know if it's still that way. Uh, but I don't even know if that was John Lithgow when I been playing Roger. Roger Ailes, Ailes yes. Yeah. Uh, he does a, a great job. And Charlie's there and looks just like... Um, What's Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Kelly. But. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bombshell is a really worth watching. What's and, your recommendation? Well, I, I'm telling you, Uncut Gems, I uh, I don't know if it's for everybody. It's it's Some just, people said are just yelling. There's a lot of yelling. There's a yeah. lot of... Uh, swear words. Running, are... swear words. Uh, I was obsessed with it. I was into it from the start to the finish. Adam Sandler is 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 great. Uh, there's a lot of issues raised in uh, that movie that I don't I haven't seen in many mainstream movies. Um, the relationships between Jews and blacks is a big part of that movie. Kevin Garnett is sensational. I heard I heard he was um, really good. Yeah, and uh, Lakeith. He was Stamp, a basketball yeah. player, right? Yes, he plays himself. <laughs> Mick or, was like, "Do you know who that is?" I'm like, "No." Well, he plays himself. Uh, he plays uh, Kevin Garnett. So I. I'm a little hesitant to make recommendations anymore because I realize that so many of the movies that I love, other people don't love. Uh, but but we agreed on Booksmart. We both didn't like that. Yeah, Booksmart sucked. Uh, and uh, and like I'm not really feeling. I told you this already. Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. I saw year three of oh, it. I'm like not feeling. That I started anymore. it, but you told me you loved it. I love year. I did love L O V E. A lot of my friends were raving about it. And finally, I'm like, I asked my sister in law for her Amazon Prime account video. Don't admit that on the air. For goodness <laughs> sake. Here but you know, come. That's, that's very. That's, uh, that's, Jeff Bezos right there. I don't at the know door. how common it is. I know, like, I was explaining to my husband, Mick, I'm like, Everybody that's Indian, we all do that. We all share passwords. Like, it's not just Indians. Uh, I can <laughs> no, tell you that right now. No, but he thinks it's weird. I'm like, it's not that weird. Like, I'll, everybody shares passwords. No. We we all give it to our friends halfway around the world. And, uh, and somehow or other, Amazon is still doing yeah, well. They, so. All these companies are doing well. Uh, I, that the other scam is the, how much they charge you to download a movie that's uh, like not the current movie so that's a whole other scale. yeah uh anyway romana saying thank you so much thank another you. uh romana rundown every friday in the ben jarofsky show we're gonna next. look at getting those t-shirts that's I know. we're yeah. putting that on the top of the list for 2020 goals use chris, a good picture of me that's chris fosco i hope you're listening we need those romana t-shirts <laughs> people are asking for them may whiteside is on deck we're gonna bring her on when we return read the chicago reader to get up to speed on what's what in chicago culture food Arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Hey, everybody. What you're about to hear are the piano stylings of Jeff Manuel. Man, listen to Jeff go. Jeff Manuel has been playing piano around Chicago for years. He's played for conventions, for celebrities, played in basement bars with blues bands. He's played at prestigious social clubs, fine restaurants, and in the intimacy of private homes. Book Jeff Manuel at jeffemanuelpianist.com. Don't worry, I'll spell his name at the end of this commercial. You know what Chicago Magazine said? They said that Jeff Manuel is, quote, as comfortable with Chopin as he is with Cole Porter. He's excellent, and his performance is joyous. He offers an elegant stream of compositions and interpretations that entertains the mind, but won't hurt the ears. To hear more of Jeff Manuel's work and to book Jeff for your next event, go to jeffmanuelpianist.com. I'm going to spell it out for you, people. J-E-F-F. M as in Mary, A, N as in Nancy, U-E-L-P-I-A-N-I-S-T dot com. 
Take it away, Jeff Manuel. The Ben Jarofsky Show is supported by Northwestern University's part-time master's program in literature and liberal studies. Students learn from dynamic and diverse faculty as they build advanced skills for critical analysis, writing, and research. Evening classes are held on Northwestern's Evanston and Chicago campuses. The spring quarter application deadline is January 15th. Learn more at sps.northwestern.edu slash masters.